Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back, Sports to the Max, News Talk 830 WCCO. 500, the number, that's a lot of wins. Mike McDonald, Cambridge, I see any head coach, just got his 500th win. He put the McDonald family together. Uh, his dad, Bob, the all-time when he was coach of 1,012. I, I don't know where the rest of them, but Mike, do you even have any idea if you took yourself, your father, your brothers, and now sons, uh, nieces and nephews, how many you know varsity wins through junior college wins there would be? Do you have any idea what that number would be? Well, I know, I know my brother Paul has 500 from his coaching up at Vermilion and some his career at Vermilion Community College in Ely. My brother Tom, who coaches up at Ely High School, also reached 500 uh, a year or two ago. Uh, and then, of course, my my sons, etc., are, are starting to add to that total as well. I know my son Rhett's team at Duluth East, of course, made the state tournament last year and had had uh, you know multiple wins there too. So, yeah. and then you throw in a, ne- a nephew in Minnetonka, and I mean the list goes on and on. Forest Lake, I mean that's a lot of wins. We're, we're twenty five hundred and counting somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, I'd say uh, twenty five hundred and counting over twenty five hundred wins, Mike. Okay, so you got yours the other night. Uh, I, I mean, does, does that does that number mean a lot to you, or does it just force you to reflect and think about this is why I do what I do? It's a, it's a milestone, but I think it's more the second part of it, Mike. It just reflects on on you doing what you do, and if you do it long enough, uh, milestones like that occur. I think that's that's the major thing, and that you know it, it looks back, it reflects back on a, a long career. You know, it's been. Uh, this is my 35th year at Cambridge A. Sani. I had four years as a head coach out in Presho, South Dakota, at Lyman High School. Prior to that, so it's been a it's been a it's been a a lot of games and a lot of wins, and there's a lot of uh, low point losses in those in those uh, yeah. years as well. Yeah, and, and what you and I were talking about earlier today, and, and there are I mean there there is a feeling when you lose a game, especially if you think you should have won it or you underperformed. I mean, there's different categories. Uh, to losses, but but it's a pit in the stomach that you you, you can't explain to anyone that hasn't suffered through it. Uh, but but yet there's something about sports that the greatest thing is by the next day you start to process it, and and pretty soon you lost on Tuesday and you got to come back on Friday and you know you got to have them ready on Friday and by Friday you're feeling really good again. Uh, I, I mean, talk about a metaphor for life, huh? Yes, it is. I guess a metaphor for life is it. Yeah, you don't have really time to dwell on the past. You know, I always tell my players that when they're playing the game, they have to play present. You know, they have to play the next possession. I think coaching is a lot like that. You just have to move on from, let's say, a tough loss. We had we had a loss at the buzzer this year that was very tough to deal with. And as a coach, you have those sleepless nights where you wake up in the middle of the night and start revisiting, 
you know, some of those uh, experiences. But the bottom line is you have to get over it and you have to move on to the next game that you need to play. And I think that's it. And that, in a nutshell, is what really life is all about, too. So so when you were playing for your father in the story days of Chisholm and, and your brother Paul playing as well, uh, I, I mean, w- when you came home from the game at night on a Tuesday or Friday, would you guys literally sit at the table and break it down? What was it like? You know, it was different. It was probably different back then, Mike, because for one thing, it's so easy right now to break things down. Yeah, first of all, you get to watch it again right away. Exactly, exactly. You know, we have live stream now and the games. Uh, we have huddle and, you know, we watch can, can rewatch games on huddle and, and go through that. Back then, I don't remember a whole lot of sitting at the table with my dad and, and revisiting a game. I, yeah, there, was, there was some of that, of course, but I don't think that we dwelled too much Maybe maybe the fact was is that you know I hate to say this but we were so, we were successful up there so we never really had to break down a whole lot of tough losses I guess that was a, the good thing about playing for the Chisholm Blue Streaks. Now now Mike when you look at what you know as an educator you're certainly a father but an educator and a coach what what have our kids suffered through the last couple of years with COVID what what have you seen and what 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 scares you the most about what you've seen. Our, our young people go through, and you know, especially those sophomores, juniors, and seniors that had so much taken away, whether it was a season, a tournament, or crowds. Yeah, I think it all. You know, it was. This has been some tough times. It's been very different for all of us involved in athletics. My my 2020 team, for example, was a Section Seven champion back in 2020, and then the very next day, the state tournament was canceled. That was probably record-wise. That was probably one of the best teams that. I've had the opportunity to coach. Well, what did you tell them when you when you gathered them that day? What did you tell them? That was hard. We were actually sitting down in the coach's office getting some stuff ready for television, and one of my players walked in and said, Coach, they just said the state tournament is, was canceled. And that was one of the toughest days of my coaching life to see, like, the dream of playing the state tournament shattered in 2020. And, and we felt that year that with the scores that we had that – we were able to go to the state tournament out of Section 7 and compete with the best. We had played. You had Henry, man. We had Henry at that time. Yes, we had Henry Abraham at that time. And that uh, we were looking forward to the, getting the state tournament. We thought we could make some noise. And, of course, that was taken away. And then the next year, of course, I had a brand-new team and had no summer basketball and then started playing in oh, yeah. January with no kind of prep and try to struggle through a kind of a makeshift season. And my last game of, of last season was, uh, was one of my kids came down with a positive COVID test and they just canceled. We didn't even play in the tournament. So you had two years where your season ended because of COVID. Two years because the season ended in COVID. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a tragic two years and and try to, to uh, continue on. I guess the, you talked about uh, losing a game. The only good thing about the 2020 season was the fact we we ended a high note. We ended on a, on winning our last game. Yeah, yeah. They always say the only two that can win is the, the one that wins the state championship, the third place game, or the consolation. But at least in COVID years, you can win. A lot of teams won their last game, huh? Correct. Yeah, we won our last game, so that was the only positive thing about that season. And this this season, you know, we're. Uh, we have not been affected by COVID too much. And we've been, we're crossing our fingers and, and hoping that it continues that way. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's so far so good. It's been a, a 
for the most part, a regular season. Mike McDonald is our guest, reflecting on 500 wins, part of the McDonald family tree of basketball royalty here in the state, and more importantly, maybe what kids need to get out of it. Another thing that you and I talked about this afternoon when we were talking, and, uh, you, you know, 500, and we talk about wins, and we talk about, you know, the best seasons, and we talk about all that stuff, um, but there's another piece to this whole thing, and that is that every day if you if you engage yourself in the process and, and you really work hard at it, um, there's a lot that can come out of a lot of things, including losing, including, you know, be, being shut down because of COVID. All those things are educational opportunities. D- d- does your vantage point on that change over years as you coach? I mean, when you're first in it, is it all more about winning and educational opportunities? D- d- does your vantage point on that change over years as you coach? I mean, when you're first in it, is it all more about winning and, and does it change over time when you see the value of other things and understanding also what you can't control? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You can only control what you can control. And I think as a coach, I've changed over the, the 39 years of being a head coach and 40-plus years of being an assistant a couple of years beyond that. I think after a while, you know, I think uh, losing early on in my career consumed me a little bit more so than it does now. Not that not that I would never say that I'm a good loser, Mike. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yep. uh, it's just something that you know that you just can't dwell on it. And uh, you just have to move on. And I think that's a little bit what, what life is all about. I think through COVID and, and through everything else, uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a lesson in how to handle adversity. And I always tell my kids that, you know, my players that you might fail, but you can still learn. I think sometimes one of the biggest teachers is, is failure and how you respond to failure. Now your father, I mentioned, you know, 1,012 wins, everybody knows about Bob and all that went into uh, his coaching career and his resume. And, and he told me a statistic that I, I never would have guessed or really thought about. He said he never got a technical foul. Yeah, that is true. How could that be someone that competitive? How, how did he control himself to that extent? Well, for you know, and don't get me wrong. He was not this quiet guy on the bench. No! That, that, uh, you know, that's the thing. But the, the good thing about my dad, he never used any of those so-called magic words. Ah. You know? You and I know that there's always uh, those magic words will get you a technical foul. And yep. and that's one thing my dad was ever, you know, my dad was very, arti- uh, he was very articulate. My dad was probably one of the most intelligent guys uh, that, that, you know, I, of course I grew up with, but I've ever met. And he could really speak and somehow he was able to get his point across to the referee, sometimes by yelling loudly. That uh, without getting that technical foul, I, I think too at one time, Mike. I think referees back then maybe had a little bit thicker skin. Okay. Uh, as as such as then today, I think you know today there's maybe a little more emphasis on on uh, proper or improper behavior by coaches on the sideline. Sure, sure, and how they interpret that is up to each referee, I guess. You know. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Mike McDonald is our guest, Cambridge Isani head coach, reflecting on 500 wins and, and really the basketball and competition and, and, and a bigger, broader scheme. You mentioned Henry Abraham, great player for you, Division One player a couple of years ago, not the biggest kid on the floor. Every once in a while, you'll walk into a gym, and if you don't know, I, I watched this Sam Wrench the other night from Hutchinson, and he's got that where you go, 
wow, that's a lot of hours he poured into this game to get to what to be able to do what he's doing right now. You just see that every once in a while. And, and Henry had that. You, you know, you walk on the floor and you just you, you become kind of you can't take your eyes off him because every time he's got the ball, something good can happen. Uh, if somebody looks at him, what do you tell him? How, how do you get to that level? Is, is that just flat out a basketball junkie or how did he get there without, you know, he's not six five, he's not six eight, he, but he sure loves the game. Yeah, and I think uh, what it came down to was just the time spent, the quality time spent working on his game. And, uh, you know, it, it has a lot to do with skills, but just being, just having the vision, you know, to uh, make decisions because basketball, of course, is all about it, ever-changing and just having that feel, that innate feel for the game. And that's something that Henry had as a player that uh, – you know, that made him very special. Again, not quite probably six foot tall, but just being able to uh, make plays, whether it be uh, setting up a teammate or getting his feet set and knocking down the three. Henry had all of those uh, qualities as a player. Yeah, because about the time you say it's a big man's game, you'd watch him and you'd say, no, no, he just controlled that entire game. He, he put the big men where he wanted to put them. He, if he was open, he was going to shoot the three. If you were on your heels, he was going to go to the basket. He, his eyes were always moving, so he was looking for somebody open. And you realize that, you know, sometimes, pardon the pun, we sell ourselves short, but there is room in basketball for a lot of different ways to be effective in there. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. There's a, you know, and you can be effective in so many ways. And Henry was that type that was, he was effective as, as that offensive player, as that point guard, but he was able to see, you know, past maybe the primary defender and see what was happening behind. And I think that that vision, I think, is what made him truly special. Not that he didn't have a great amount of skill in shooting the basketball, which, again, would uh, allow him to get past people because you had to come up and guard him so well, too. Mike, you're also a teacher. You just retired from your teaching responsibilities and you're doing basketball, and you said you found this to be a – Pretty nice way to go through life right now. You'd have done it sooner if you'd known how much fun it was. But how have the students changed since you started, and how have they evolved, you know, in 1979 versus today? <laughs> Great question there. I think, uh, you know, one, one of the things I think is, is students have so many more distractions today than what they did. You know, I think uh, from uh, cell phones to social media to uh Things were, yeah, things were always, uh, there weren't as many distractions. You know, I grew up, when I started, I mean, we barely had a, had a copy machine. You know, it was, it was <laughs> yeah. more or less you wrote down all your tests on a piece of paper. And you had, yeah. the copy machines were different. And, uh, you know, watching a video in, in, uh, in the classroom, we had those big reel-to-reel type of projectors. Yes, that one. that's all that was available, yeah. Yeah, it's all those available. So I think you know there's been a there's been a whole lot more distractions that, and I think the classroom is different because of that. You know, I was uh, I taught history at Cambridge Sandy High School for my career there, and really enjoyed the, the classroom piece. But there was there was so much other stuff that began to creep in with technology, and with that, with those distractions, was sometimes a little bit, uh, sometimes less discipline at times, and things like that. And I think those distractions were, were a big part of that. Okay, my last question for you, and, and I, I'm, I'm wondering this as we evolve as a society. 
and that is that what you what you teach them in let's just say in history when I went to school uh, for most of us right you, you learned what you learned in history and then you, you you committed it to memory and and that's where you went with it now any question you ask about whether it's about the war of 1812 or the declaration of independence they can they can pop it on their phone and a kid will say I really don't need to study this because if I need the answer, it's at my fingertips. Has that changed education? Yeah, you know, I, I think in a way it has. I think the the basics are still, Mike, they're from teaching history, and I'm going to be a little bit philosophical here. I always tell my history students that remember that history is someone's interpretation of the past, and somebody who basically would, would look at an event, they might interpret it differently because of who they are or what they are. Absolutely. I, I think Great that's point. the important thing. That's, that's the important thing about history that then that's why I love teaching history for the, the many years that I did is simply because of that, that you could take something and if you had to have the evidence that that interpretation could change and history is not as, as uh, concrete as it is. There are different interpretations out there. Yeah, if you if you talk to if we if we could go back and talk to the people from uh, uh, from Great Britain and England, they probably had a different interpretation of the war than, than we did. And, and, and you know, it just depends on where you're sitting. But it, you're right, and then it gets written down, and, and and we commit ourselves to whatever it is that we find as facts. But we may or may not be accurate, or we may be selling ourselves short in, in really investigating it sometimes. Correct, and you know, I always I always used to ask my students this simple question: What is the truth when it comes to the past? And that is a, that is a, here we are, kind of philosophical. But that yeah, is, but I bet you get some amazing different answers of the same events. There are, there are. You know, what what is taught in in uh, Europe might be different than what's taught in the states here. Uh, we could go on all day on that stuff, Mike. Great stuff. Hey, congratulations! Always good to thank visit you. with you. Continued thank success, you, and, but thank you for giving us some time tonight. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You guys take care, and it's great uh, great being with you, Mike. You bet. Mike McDonald, head coach, right. Cambridge, Isani, 500 wins and counting. Stay with us on Sports to the Max. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T Mobile.com.